The Bible prophesies a one-world socialist government, a one-world religion, and a one-world economy in the end time. Advances are being made globally at a rapid pace to implement these systems in every nation and eliminate Christianity as we know it. In fact, the Chinese Communist Party is aiming to replace Jesus altogether with their leader, Xi Jinping. I know, that's China. It'll never happen here in the United States. Or perhaps it actually has already begun. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We've got an exciting program for you today. We are taking your calls at one 877 time It's one 877 Before we get to the phones, Doug, we've got a lot to talk about. Jesus being replaced. It's kind of a hot story that we're yeah. going to go through in a minute. Um, one world religion, one world government, all the things. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, I I don't think that the devil has new game. I think that he's been up to this for a long, long time. I think uh, he all throughout our history and all throughout the Bible, we see uh, where the devil's tried to establish a one world government, one world religion, one world economic system. So um, I think today's an interesting program because some of these stories we're talking about today. They're in your face. It's like, here it is. It's right here. It's so close. It's kind of eerie. Yeah, and we'll see that that um, if you don't line up with these ideas, then you should be, you should have a voice at yeah. the table to talk about these things. So uh, you're either a bigot or a homophobe or whatever. If you're not into these ideas, then you get labeled as something, and therefore you should be canceled and censored and all those things. Speaking of censorship, now's the time. If you're on Facebook, hit the share button, hit the heart button. That helps us out a lot to get the message out and kind of manipulate the algorithms just a little bit. So every share certainly helps go a long way with getting our message out. Uh, We wanted to start by reading about the Tower of Babel, right? Yeah. Do you have any comments before I read that passage? Well, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) always have a comment or two. Uh, You know, when they were... Building the Tower of Babel, they were doing it, it was after the flood, and they were uh, really in rebellion against God, thinking that they could govern themselves now. They didn't need God to govern men, and they began to build this tower, thinking that it would protect them from God if His wrath ever came down again, and He decided to flood the earth. They'd have a tower up to heaven. So we see that in this story, and we see that um, this is one of the first times that man tried to establish their own government and begin to say, uh, look at what we can do. We don't really need to follow God. We don't really need to do um, anything that God would want us to do. We can create things ourselves. So uh, way back in the book of Genesis, we see that happening. All right. And it's Genesis chapter 11. It says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, 
Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Yeah. So like I was saying a while ago, they exalted themselves. They stopped trusting in God. They decided that they could rule over themselves and build these things. It's kind of like what we see happening now, Vince. I mean, just like, I mean, I think about little things, even like this vac- vaccine for the virus and everything. It's like, um, you know, we've got all these different strands of this vaccine that man have made thinking that, you know, we've created a cure for this plague. Um, and, they want everybody to take part of it. It's kind of like uh, a system that they've got that they're not going to trust in God. They're going to trust in their own ideas. They're going to trust in their science. We keep hearing that. Trust the science. Trust the science. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like science has become a religion to us nowadays. Uh, but, you know, it's we just see all of these things happening. But it's always been the plan of the enemy to try to, to get men to think they don't need God, that they can rely on their own strengths. All right, and we all can see that happening, you know, at the local level, at the national level, at the global level. We see that occurring every day in the news. If you have thoughts about that or questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. I also wanted to take this time to remind you that in June we're offering a special discount on Irvin Baxter's classic DVD set called Understanding the End Time. It's a fourteen lesson series, and uh, you know we're just of the opinion that everybody should go through that. It's really a foundational teaching to understand Bible prophecy, and it's like nothing else that you've ever seen before. So you can get the entire 14 DVD set for a minimum donation of $99, and it's only in June or until 250 go. Um, If that is more than you can handle, there's also an option to set up auto donations. You can do four of those, so it's a monthly donation of $25. Um, and you can get the whole set for, for just $25 for four months. So it's normally $199, so it's quite an uh, unbelievable discount that we're making available to you for the month of June. Uh, so if you've been waiting for it for yourself or for your friends, now's the perfect time to do it. Um, to get the $99 uh, route, go to endtime.com slash U-T-E-99. Or to get the $25 route, go to endtime.com slash U-T-E-99. And, of course, you can also give us a call at 1-800-363-8463 to take advantage of that. Um, Doug, we're going to get into the one world government. Uh, Revelation 13 says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat a great and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is likened to the beast? Who is able to make war with him? 
Yeah, so we, we see this one world government here. We see the different powers, remember, um, that we understand from Daniel chapter 7, the symbolic animals there that represent nations or kingdoms. And we see, uh, we see Russia there, we see Germany, we see Great Britain, all part of this, and the ten-horned beast, uh, which we know is the EU. So we're looking at the one world government there in this passage. And when we get back from the break, we'll, we'll break it down with the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the economic system. Well, I've got a lot of questions from that passage because it can be quite confusing. So, yes, it can. Uh, we will explain that on the other side of the break. Give us a call at one eight seven seven end time That's one 363 We look forward to talking to you after the break. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Volume 1, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation. Featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations, you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith. In the hearts of Christians around the world, we will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at one 877 time one 877 Three six three eight four six three. Uh, give us a call. We look forward to chatting with you. Now, Doug, we were talking about Revelation thirteen, a one-world government. There's a lot of weird things in there. When I when I hear that, I'm going. This sounds like Narnia. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, it sounds like something that is yeah. nothing that I'll ever see, or mythical or whatever. And so, yeah. you know, I think some people hear that and they go, "This is why this can't be true," or they doubt it because. When is this ever going to happen? You know, no right. one's ever seen these things. Yeah. Um, so, well, one of the great things about, you know, you were talking earlier about the 1 through 14 that we have on sale right now. One of the great things about that is we cover a lot of this information in those studies, that 1 through 14. Our very first lesson in there is talking about uh, modern day nations in uh, Bible prophecy. And so it breaks down uh, who the bear is, who the leopard is, who the dragon is, who. 
the ten horned beast is, who the lion is. It tells you all these things in those studies. One of the really cool things about um, that Bible study last night in, in my Monday night Bible study I have at my church that I, I attend, uh, we had a guest um, come in and he was a pastor of a church. And when he first came in, we introduced ourselves to each other and, and he had never heard of uh, this prophecy lesson. He had never heard anything about it. Well, last night we went over the Antichrist and the false prophet. So he was just there as like a spectator. Well, he came with a member of his church that wanted to come. He couldn't drive himself, so the pastor brought him. And the pastor had never heard our teachings before. After setting through that class, he goes to Tina, my wife, after the class and says, where can I get a hold of this information? (laughs) The saints of my church need to know this. Whether they know it or not, they need to learn this. And so that's the thing about it. A pastor who has – he pastors a church – and he didn't understand the things that were taught in prophecy. A lot of people don't understand because they think revelation isn't really for us, that we'll be raptured out of here before any of this happens. And so we don't need to understand it. And so anyway, last night after that class, he walked away with a brand new perspective. And I believe that we'll have a brand new student you know, in that class on Monday nights. Either he'll be there physically or he'll watch online because he knows he can now. And so it's just, uh, it's not really a plug. It's just, I'm just trying to help everybody understand that we break this down in such a way that when Pastor Baxter's going through it, it's so easy for anybody to understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gives you such a wealth of knowledge. You know, uh, I said the other day, it's like going from zero to 60 in a prophetic scale. You go from not understanding anything when you start up to 60 miles an hour by the time you're through. And so, anyway, just really, really great teaching there. But when, you know, I've never seen like Revelation 13, 1 or 2 or any of these verses. It's never been the verse of the day on my Bible app. Right. You know, it's like because this is not what people aren't typically reading these things. And, you know, really, we've got to, I guess, be honest about it. People really aren't reading their Bible hardly either anymore. Right. And so they really don't read this part of the Bible. Yeah. And so that's why people are so clueless and it seems like, and I say clueless, and I, I mean like they don't really understand what these mean because they don't invest time into it. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, we feel like it's extremely important for people to understand these things because we don't believe the end time's coming. We believe that you and I are living in the end time right now, yeah. and we believe we can explain why that is true, and we do it through these passages that say, in the end time, this is what it's going to look like on the world government scene. In the end time, this is what an antichrist is going to look like. This is what a false prophet is going to look like. These, this is how things are going to look, and it's in symbolic terms. And so when we can walk through those verses, verse by verse, and say, here's what it means, and here's why, we can't come up with any other conclusions. This makes total sense. Yeah. And you can see it as well. It's not... You don't have to be a Greek scholar. You don't have to know a bunch of stuff. If you can hit play on a video on End of the Age Plus or play on a video in your DVD player, you can watch this and you will get stuff from this that you've just never been able to understand before. And that's the reports that we get so much is that you know people say, I never heard it this way. Right. And it's so critical for everybody to hear it this way. And and they say, how can I get it to everybody? And so it's really exciting because a lot of people are scared about this. They yeah. hear this ten-horned beast and it has seven heads. Mm-hmm. And you go, 
you think COVID was scary when that thing starts walking around <laughs> your neighborhood? Right. You'll be really scared. Well, guess what? It is walking around your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You're carrying it around on your phone. Yeah. This is being. This is happening everywhere in the world. It's just not a literal beast with seven heads and ten horns. Right. And, you know, people that are afraid of prophecy, one of the things I would tell them is the Bible says in Revelation 19, it says the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. So it's, it's a way that we can share the testimony of Jesus with people who don't understand prophecy. And so it, it's a great way to prove that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior and our God. So uh, just a wonderful tool that God has left us with prophecy. And, uh, and that happens to be our specialty. So when you see these things, Vince, you know, like I said before, uh, we have a lesson of the modern day nations in the Bible. It's the United States discovered in the Bible is our number one uh, lesson in that 1 through 14. And it breaks down who the lion is. It tells us uh, that the eagle's wings come out of the lion. Uh, it lets us know the bear is Russia, that the leopard with the four heads is Germany. And that's the four reichs. That's the four times they've risen to power. And that this ten horn beast will be that final beast that will be that uh, revived Holy Roman Empire. So we believe that's where the Antichrist will come from, and we can move on to the next set of scriptures there talking about the Antichrist. All right, Revelation 13, starting in verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking with great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Yeah, so when you're uh, a person that believes in pre-tribulation events and you read this scripture, there's some things in there that are going to go sideways on you. And, Don't uh, crank it up. Well, you know, to, to think right now, to, to say to yourself right now, okay, this guy makes war against the saints and overcomes them. Uh, that's not a great thing to think about if you're a saint of God. You're thinking, wait a second. Uh, okay, he's going to make war against the saints, and the Bible says he's going to overcome them. And then it tells us that we've got to have patience and faith during this time. Uh, those are things that are heavy to, to have to deal with. But the great thing about it is it says that everyone is going to worship the beast unless your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, that's why he's going to make war against the saints. You know, the devil's been trying to make war against God's people all throughout the Bible, the chosen people, the Jewish people. And and now that we've been grafted into that, you know, Romans tells us that we're grafted into that and that we have now uh, become partakers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are now the saints as well as uh, saved Jewish people, you know, that are born again Jewish people. And so here we are with them in this situation. We're all going to be there. He's going to make war. It's not going to be just a a Jewish tribulation that's going to happen. It's going to be a worldwide tribulation on the saints of God. And we're beginning to see that as we get down through this lesson today and we talk about the articles we have. People are already being persecuted in other countries for just for being Christian. And, and to your point, if 
about the tribulation, if saints are raptured before the tribulation, what is this about? Yeah, exactly. So it, it's one of those things that make you go, hmm, you're yeah. going to have to start studying scripture a little bit and figure out what's going on there. Yeah. We also have lessons on that. We so. do. <laughs> hours and hours of lessons. Uh, if you would like to ask us a, a question about this one world government, uh, one world religion, one world economy, or anything of that nature, give us a call at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. 367 Doug, now you can't talk about the Antichrist, in my opinion, without talking about the false prophet as well, because right. they're kind of partners in crime. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a good way to put it. <laughs> and so uh, starting in verse 11 there in, in the same chapter, Revelation 13, and I beheld another beast. So again, remember, this is a symbol. This is not an actual beast. So be thinking about what these things could mean. Uh, the, this beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all of the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Yeah. So it's interesting here because a lot of times people don't realize that there's an antichrist and a false prophet. And this is how we understand that. This is also, Vince, how we understand that this will be a revived or how we can prove, I guess I should say, that this will be a revived Holy Roman Empire because the Holy Roman Empire has always been ruled by a political leader and a spiritual leader. And here we see a spiritual leader, this false prophet. Jesus tells us in Matthew that many false prophets will come in my name. People will come in my name saying that they represent Christianity. They represent Jesus Christ. But this says that he's going to look like a lamb. And we know that Jesus is the lamb of God. But he's going to speak as the dragon. We know the dragon is Satan. And so... We see this false prophet is going to be here to help the Antichrist along as he begins to uh, control that one world government and begin his uh, crusade to make war against the saints. Uh, And then also this false prophet is going to cause people to worship the one world beast, the one world government and its leader, the Antichrist. And there's a lot more about the false prophet than this, just this passage that we've read. And this, your comments there kind of lead us to what we've called this show, Has Jesus Been Replaced? Right. And that is that this religious system, this, this government system, this economic system um, will require worship. Yeah. It will require that we sacrifice things and sometimes it's going to be really convenient so it may not be much of a sacrifice but it will it will require that you and I if we're going to partake in it we're going to neglect some things we're going to look past some things that that uh, maybe have been um, you know near and dear to our hearts for our whole life but because of whatever reason we're going to look past that and say well it is 2021 or it is whatever year 
and times have changed and what what I was uh, taught by my parents and grandparents is no longer uh, applicable to this time and and I guess I would encourage you that uh, that is not true a lot of times I mean there's some things that that we've been taught that um, may not be true uh, anymore or uh, however you want to say it but there's a lot of things doctrinally that we need to hold on to and um, you know I'm not I have no intention of worshiping a beast I have no intention of, of some false prophet coming up and saying that hey we're all the same it doesn't matter if you call him Allah or God or whatever you may call him we all worship the same one we just call him different names well I'm, no I'm, I'm not going to go along with that whatsoever or um, you know there's a movement we've talked about it here interfaithism there's a movement where um, we say, hey, we baptize the same way, and so therefore, what was what's the line? We're, we're all we're all Catholics. We're now. all Catholics now. Yeah. Um, well, when I start reading the Bible and I start trying to understand what it's saying, I can't go along with with an idea like that that we're all the same. Right. We just have some different approaches to it um, because that's just not true. That hasn't ever been true. The disciples and Jesus stuck out like a sore thumb when they walked through Jerusalem. And the religious folk is looking at them like, you are coming in here and jacking things up. And Jesus is like, (laughs) you better believe I am. You haven't, you haven't, it's not about what you've made it uh, to be about. And so that's still true today. And so has Jesus been replaced? Only you can really answer that for yourself. Um, and it takes some self-honesty. It takes some uh, looking at you and your actions. I try to do it every day where I'm going, you know, how am I thinking, Vince? How am I prioritizing my day? What's the first thing that I do? Uh, what, how, do you know, how do I live my life? And uh, that really will tell us, if we look at ourselves honestly, and don't make excuses because I'm really good at that. And <laughs> I know we're all pretty good about making excuses for ourselves. Um, but if uh, we look at ourselves honestly and say, you know, what am I really worshiping? Has Jesus been replaced? I think it's a good exercise for all of us to do. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things that I would also like to say there about this uh, false prophet is, you know, we, we can prove from Scripture that we believe whoever is the Pope at the time the Antichrist reveals himself is going to be that false prophet because it's it's got to be the most recognized religious uh, leader in the world. And when you think right now, who is the most recognized religious leader in the world, the first person that comes to your mind is the Pope. That's a way to end the segment, though. Yeah, we got a commercial coming, and you just said that the Pope makes the most sense. Yeah, he does. But we got a lot more about that that we can't fit inside of here before we go to the break. But if you have a question, give us a call, 1-877-END-TIME, 1-877-363-8463. We look forward to talking to you about politics and religion. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. 
When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Before we do, we want to, do want to cover a few more things um, before we get to the calls. So, you were talking about the Pope. You're talking about the false prophet before the break. Mm-hmm. Do we want to go right into the mark of the beast here? We probably you, should. If we if we get questions about why I said that, we we have teachings. You know that we can go to, or you can email us and talk to us about it. <laughs> we probably should just move along. All right. Uh, if you would like to send us a message about that, go to endtime.com/contact. There's a form there that you can complete. If you select minister or prophecy question, it'll go right to Doug. He'll be able to respond to you and help you out there. Uh, moving on to Revelation 13, starting in verse 15, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it's the number of a man, and his number is six hundred Three score and six. Yeah, so that's our our one world economic system, a cashless society where you're going to have to have some type of a mark or a chip or barcode or something that is going to allow you to buy, sell, and trade. And if you do not buy into this one world government, into uh, their one world religion, into their one world economic system, this will be a way where they can put economic sanctions on you personally. We do this now, or the UN does this now, for nations that don't play ball with the UN, that that are not going along with uh, the way the rest of the world believes they should behave. They put economic sanctions on your country. Uh, We we saw that... um, you know, this happened to Iran during the Trump era where we were putting sanctions on them because of their aggression toward Israel and uh, to move toward a nuclear weapon and things like this. Well, it's going to be the same thing in the end time with the one world economy. They're going to control you by not allowing you to buy, sell or trade. 
And um, that's where it's going to get scary for people because if you can't feed your family, if you if you can't go to the grocery store, if you can't um, you know take care of your bills and things like that, people begin to panic over financial things more than anything else. I believe is where people get really scared. Well, we saw it during COVID. You know the mm-hmm. the the talk of a lockdown caused everybody to go buy all the toilet paper there was. Absolutely. And then here in Texas, when we had a freeze back in February, yeah. you couldn't get water anywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, people couldn't just... Couldn't even buy milk or anything. It was really kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah, so. and so just imagine if that were to happen for a longer period of time. On a global scale. Yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting. Yes. You know, we would have to rely on God. Absolutely we would. That's probably why it says it calls for... Patience and faith on the part of the saints. <laughs> well, we will see when we get yeah. there how that all plays out. Absolutely. Um, there is a story from Fox News called Organized Religion Decays as Political Ideologies Increasingly Viewed in Religious Light, which is very interesting. Um, and it says on Monday's Tucker, Tucker Carlson Today on Fox Nation, Hoover Institute fellow Niall Ferguson pointed out that political figures and ideologies are increasingly being viewed from a religious context as a particular quality of infallibilities befalls certain viewpoints in public discourse. Quote, we are all dealing not just with the decay of traditional religion, but far worse, the rise of new fake religions and political religions, he said. And one thing that's very clear from the 20th century is that when people take their religious feelings and they apply them to political ideologies, terrible things can happen. Central to what made communism so deadly was it ultimately uh, was a religion. Karl Marx is ultimately a prophet and a Mar- Marxism is a kind of a religion. Ferguson said the same was true in Nazi Germany where Adolf Hitler was viewed in a similar religious light by his followers. Quote, the most ardent Nazis thought of Hitler and explicitly called him a redeemer of the German nation. So we've got to be very careful of political religions. Politics is not something that you should approach with a religious impulse. We've seen a lot of that. Yeah. You know, that was happening long before Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is kind of a a big one to mention here that, you know, people are really looking at things from a religious perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. At a Donald Trump as a savior of our country, or even a Joe Biden or Kamala Harris as a savior of our country, depending on how you view it. And so we've, it seems like with social media, perhaps, or the use of social media in recent years, that that has become, um, that has made some a religious perspective. Of course, he's going way back mentioning this has been a problem for a long time. Yeah. But it seems like it's been become a greater problem. Um, in the last several years because it's more recognizable early, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know. It's it's the cult of personality is what it is. You, yeah. know, it's, you, you start trusting in man um, where you should be trusting in God, and then their words become your religion. And, uh, and we're seeing it more and more. We're seeing it uh, happen, and it's going to happen. It's going to repeat itself. Uh, you know, I... I I quoted Winston Churchill when he said those that fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's the thing. We, we haven't learned from, uh, you know, from Adolf Hitler. We haven't learned from Karl Marx. We haven't learned from the things that they did. 
uh, from the destruction they caused and the way that people followed them. I, I watched one time a documentary on Adolf Hitler and how he gave his speeches and how he would pull the people into that and how you could see how they begin to worship him because of the words that he spoke and the way he could speak. And he was just, uh, he was that cult of personality. People just begin to follow him. Uh, and, and we see it repeated over and over. So when we're watching something like this and they're talking about it on Fox News and they're telling us that our religion is being replaced with political ideas and things like that, to me that sets off alarms and it's very frightening to think about uh, because a lot of people, where do they get any kind of belief nowadays that they have social media and the news media well and then then what what's the basis for truth yeah you know if it's a tweet that you saw (laughs) guess what those those tweets are shallow first of all Mm -hmm. and they change with who's in office or what the policy says right now or who's funding their efforts to communicate policy or whatever it would be yeah these things shift because they're not based on um, a good foundation, right? And so, from a religious perspective, our foundation has to be the Bible. Yeah, it's been this for a long time, and so that's the Word of God. It's the inspired right. Word of God, and so it's like we have to use that as our foundation, not some somebody that's formed an opinion, yeah, based on of how popular it would be. So you'll vote for them, right? You'll be shifting all over the place if you, if you go that route. Probably one of those reasons why the Lord said we shouldn't be uh, carried away by the different directions that the wind blows. Yeah, no, no doubt. Do you want to take some calls or you want to move on? I'm following your lead, Doug. <laughs> well, let me just say that. I'll, I'll just say this and then we'll, we'll get into taking our calls because I know I want to get to our last article and really uh, explain why we're saying what we're saying today. But... Uh, like before, when, when I was talking about if we don't learn from history, we're going to repeat it. And we can see parallels uh, that happened to the children of, of Israel in the book of Daniel during the Babylonian captivity. We, we see parallels to this one world government. We see parallels to Revelation 13. And so I just want to read this quickly out of Daniel uh, chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and breadth was... Therefore, six cubits, he set it up in plain in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar the king set together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, treasurers, counselors, and sheriffs, and rulers of the provinces. So world government, there's their government, to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, treasurers, and counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image of Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image of Nebu- that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people and nations and languages, that at uh, what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulce, dulcimer and all the all kinds of music ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up and whosoever faileth uh, not who who soever falleth not down and worship 
shall the same hour be cast into the midst of the fiery furnace. So there was a death sentence for not worshiping the image that the king had set up. It's eerily close to Revelation 13, 15 through 18. It's, it's scary. And we see that um, we're, we're watching the same thing that's going to happen in the end times when the Antichrist sets up this one world government and the false prophet causes everyone to worship the beast and the image thereof. So when you say it's scary close, are you saying that, what are you trying to say? That just like that's a kind of a story from the past that's a warning of what's to come or is it, are you saying something else? No, when I say it's scary close, I'm saying that this is just like what we were talking about before. We're, we we need to understand that this has happened in the past and we can gain some information from this because what happened to the three Hebrew children who wouldn't fall down and worship? What they do? They refused it. Yeah. So it would be just like refusing the mark of the beast. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, but what happened? God walked in with them and was in there with them and Nebuchadnezzar saw God in there in the fire with them. And when they came out of the fire, they weren't hurt. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything wrong. We serve that same God, Vince. Absolutely. And so we have that same authority in our Lord Jesus Christ that we can refuse this mark. We don't have to be scared of things like this. And when we see others that are being persecuted in these other places, we need to be praying for them that they find that strength and that faith to resist these things that are coming their way. Because at, at some time or another in the very near future, it's going to be global. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and, you know, it's it does take courage to stand up against not just the authority like they did, but also the mob. You know, if the whole mob, like everybody there is bowing down to this statue and they didn't in spite of what the mob is, is, is what we call it today. At least that's the popular term that we see in the headlines all the time is, um, and so the mob wasn't doing what they did. And they said, you know what? We don't care what happens to us. We only bow down to one God and it's not this statue. And so it does take courage. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to go against what is accepted in society. As you have seen recently, I mean, this COVID situation is a great, um, I was afraid you were about to go there. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say anything. Well, I may I may say something stupid. You never know. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not intending to say anything stupid. I'm just saying that um, we've we've seen headlines where people didn't wear a mask at a park outside, and they got hot coffee thrown in their face because they didn't have their mask on, and be, it's just like. When you didn't go with the crowd and you went against it, I'm not trying to say that was the mark of the beast or anything like that. I'm just saying, if you don't agree with the crowd, there's consequences. And so we can see how this will evolve. Yeah. Well, we're going to take your calls after the break, so don't miss it. The number is 1 877 end time, 1 877 Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, 
we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Um, we have one more story to share with you. We think it's so important that this information gets out that we didn't want to leave it off. Um, and it's actually the title of the article from Washington Times called um, Jesus Replaced by Xi Jinping. Uh, Xi Jinping, I'm sorry. And it says, Christians in China are increasingly persecuted by a regime intent on extinguishing not only their ability to practice their faith, but the very faith itself. To these ends, Chinese Communist Party authorities aim to replace Jesus with their leader, Xi Jinping. Those who do not fully conform to this abominable perversion of Christianity and other restrictions on the faithful suffer violent destruction of their church properties and homes, uh, prohibition on religious training and worship for children under 18, radically increased surveillance, and the detention of pastors, elders, and congregants. Why is the CCP focused on blotting out Christianity? The Chinese communists fear the rapid growth of the Christian faith. The CCP's official data acknowledge the PRC has 38 million Protestants and 10 to 12 million Catholics. International observers estimate the true number of Christians in China as far greater, between 100 and 120 million. U.S.-based religious rights watchdog China Aid details the Communist Party's effort to eliminate Christianity in a report released in April. Men and women and children are stalked by plainclothes officers, blacklisted by authorities, and denied employment, education, rental contracts, or service at hotels, restaurants, and other places of business. During COVID-19 lockdown, some church leaders and their families were confined to their homes and denied the barcodes needed to shop for food and other necessities. Prisoners are denied visits by family members and legal advisors. Many are simply disappeared. Detainees also report police are collecting blood samples and other biometric information, a serious red flag for those who may be subjected to China's criminal-forced organ harvesting of religious dissidents and prisoners of conscience. Forced to redefine its faith, the church in China has gone to ground once more, stripped of their fundamental human rights. Chinese Christians rely on world leaders and international organizations to rally to their cause and defend their right to exist. The part that hit me the hardest, Vince, is men, women, and children are stalked by plain closed officers. So they're being followed around, and they're watching every move they make. And then they, they're being kept from the barcodes needed to shop for food and other necessities. If that's not a prelude to the mark of the beast, I don't know what is, because right there, that lets me know, hey, if you Christians are going to teach Jesus and talk against the Communist Party, then you're going to be denied all these things. They're taking away their rights as, as citizens of that nation and their rights as human beings to be able to go and buy food for their families and 
uh, supply, you know, the, the basic needs for their family. And so that right there is so very close to what Revelation thirteen sixteen says about uh, the mark of the beast. It's just a scary thing to look at uh, from the perspective of this is coming globally. Eventually it will be globally. Well, and it's so easy to get there as we've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, just our government can call it whatever they want and enforce these things. Yeah. And now we're all subject to things like this. Yeah. And so. And, and going back to a little bit about what you were talking about before the break there, too, is is we're seeing things come up like, you know, we talk about censorship and things like that. If you don't agree with the narrative that they're pushing, then they will censor you. Well, what if we got to a point to where we were on a barcode system or a cashless society system where you had to have a, a, some type of mark or a card or a number to buy and sell? And then all of a sudden you said, wait a second, I, I don't agree with the way that the elections turned out. You know, I have another theory about this. And they found out because you post something on social media and they said, OK, we'll just shut your account down. Now, what are you going to do? You don't have any money in your account. You can't go buy groceries. Or what if they tell you we're coming to lock you up because you're saying these things out loud to people? Well, and that's already happening. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there are there are banks that I mean, President Donald Trump, they shut his accounts down. Yeah. And there are banks that shut christian accounts down already this has happened in the united states yeah this is just stuff we're making up right this is legit stuff that has already occurred yes sir. i mean all of us have experienced that where we put our card into the reader and it says denied or whatever and you're like what in the world's going on i know i have money in there right. some you know we've all probably also had that time when we we're like I knew I didn't have enough money in there, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. you know, I know I have money in there. So what is going on? And then you find out it's a, a techno, technical problem. Right. Well, it's they can turn that stuff on and off really, really Absolutely. quickly. And so we are not as far away as maybe we think we are from being able to do that. Right. Um, but who knows? I guess I guess things are developing quickly. And that's why we're talking about all these things, because it's like. This isn't a far away thing. Right. We're here. Yeah. So it's to wake folks up and help you understand. Absolutely. Well, we better get to the calls now. Uh, we'll go to Maria in Canada. Welcome to End of the Age, Maria. Hi. 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 Can you hear me? We can. Thanks for calling. Okay. 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 Uh, God bless you all. This is the first time I call. Well, we're glad you uh, did. I have a question well it's just a, an advice maybe mm-hmm. um, I took already all the courses uh, the 11 courses in Jer- Jerusalem College um, but the church that I go to they don't believe in the like um, the second coming of uh, of Jesus will be before the um, the Great Tribulation and all that, the Antichrist, all that. That we don't need to know all that stuff because it's not for us. Right. I preach in my church, and people are, people are asking questions, you know, because of the news, what's happening. We I understand better now, but a lot of people don't. Right. And um, I don't know how to. Uh, because I also teach Bible study, like home Bible study, but I, I don't, 
I can't teach what I know because it's, it's going against my pastor, who I love very much. And uh, but every day people are asking more and more and more questions, and I I have to stay quiet. How how can I? Um, because I know it's not only about the um, uh, it's not only about the second coming of Jesus, but also you know we need to know about the Antichrist. We need to know about the Great Horse. We need to know about uh, like many many things, you know. Yeah. But I don't know how to. To deal with this, can you can you give me an advice? Well, of course, we never want you to cause any kind of. Um, and I don't. No, yeah, I don't. yeah. So we we want you to respect your pastor and what your pastor would have you do. Uh, but at the same time, I would say if people are coming to you personally and asking you questions, if you can show them scripture and just say, "Look, here's scripture. Here's what it says." Uh, I don't believe that that's, that you're doing anything wrong by being able to share that with others. We we definitely would not want you to do anything that would go against what your pastor would want you to do. But, you know, I would say that if you're teaching others in your home and you're teaching them Scripture and you're teaching them the truth of the Word of God, then what what you teach in your home, I think, is is okay for you to teach whatever... You feel like God is laying on your heart to share with others. But the thing is that the, the Bible study that I teach at, uh, in, in homes is, uh, is according to, to my pastor because he gives us the, the, the lessons and everything. So I can teach all, more than that. Like, you know, even if they ask questions about, about you know, what I know now, yeah. I, I can't. Well, maybe you should pick another night. Maybe if you picked a different night and you taught a prophecy class and you just told them, anybody that's interested in learning prophecy, come to my house on this night and we'll talk about prophecy. There's, this isn't an easy question, Maria, because no, really we, we certainly don't want you to uh, get in bad with your pastor. I think what Doug's saying is is that that Bible study wouldn't be a church-sponsored thing. It would be you just having a Bible study at your home. Uh, you wouldn't advertise it at church necessarily. It would just be every Friday night at 7, we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy and whosoever comes can come. Uh, but, you know, outside of all that, you know, I, I think I, the best recommendation we could give you is that you, you should pray about this mm-hmm. and pray that you would have the right words that the Spirit would lead you as you're communicating with your pastor about what God's laid on your heart according uh, w- with this Bible prophecy and um, that you would have the right words to say and that your pastor's heart would be open to it. Um, you know, what we've seen a lot of here is we're in partnership with lots of churches around the United States and even some in the world, around the world. Um, what we've found is that, you know, this prophecy lesson brings in people that have never been in that church before and they develop relationships with people that go to that church. And guess what? They need a church to go to. And so they end up going to that church. And so it's really a great study for people to come in and find a place where they can develop community with believers and then develop a relationship with that church and grow in discipleship through that church. And so it, you know, it's, it would really be a great tool for your church to take advantage of. Um, you know, and and because so now I feel like uh, okay, now I'm done all the studies. Now what? Okay, now I 
I keep uh, studying and studying so I don't forget, you know, but uh, it's like I'm not giving anything. Like uh, I'm just uh, knowing, like I'm knowing, I know, but I can't give that knowledge, you know? You know what I mean? Well, do, do you have a job? Yes. I'm sure you work with people who don't go to your church. Yes. I'm sure you talk about things going on around the world. Mm-hmm. If not, you can. Yes, but the thing is that I, what I, what I, what uh, the problem I have, I can do that. But then they're gonna want to come to my church, and then they're gonna <laughs> say, "But she's saying this." I mean, it's, you're not, you, you know, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, what if I? I say what I believe, like what I know, like, you know, Maria, but then, uh, Maria, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Don't be afraid. Yes, Talk to your coworkers true. about Bible prophecy. Talk to them about current events. Let, let the Lord work it out. Rely on him. Be in prayer about your relationship with your pastor. Be in prayer about uh, your pastor's perception of Bible prophecy. And you, we are called to go plant seeds and so that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go out and make disciples. And so you should do that without reservation. And if they come to your church and start going to your church, thank God and keep on going. I don't think you should be afraid about anything. Let the Lord work it out. You never know what you bring in a coworker to church because their interest in Bible prophecy could do for your pastor's perspective. So I would encourage you to get rid of the fear. And just move forward with, with this message that God has given you and share it with people. So I know you're in a hard spot. Um, so you, we would definitely encourage you to pray about it and just keep praying until it can get resolved. Uh, we do appreciate you calling today. Um, we are running short on time, so we do have to go. Doug, that is a rough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. And you've never been in that spot, have you? Or? I've been in that spot so many times. Oh, okay. You've been in that spot. How'd you deal with it? I just did what I felt like the Lord was telling me to do, and it was teach prophecy, so I just taught prophecy. Okay, well, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) All right, well, we've had a great time talking today about all the stuff going on in our world. We hope that uh, you have learned something new today and are encouraged and uh, are eliminating fear. And so stay tuned for tomorrow's broadcast. We look forward to seeing you right back here, 3 p.m. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.